Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mbiwa Kavaza, and for today, uh, we are talking a little bit about, uh, you know, what's going on in, in terms of online advertising. I think over the last couple of months um, on the platform, we've been talking to a lot of people um, in the creative space, you know, particularly, um, you know, you've got your advertising agencies, you've got your creative agencies, all of these people now that are trying to get messaging around brands um, out to the public. And, uh, you know, one of the, you know, critical pieces in this day and age, you know, is, you know, some of the tools that you use. And right now, one of the biggest players in the market is Google. All right. Uh, You know, if you want to get your your message out there, you know, just make sure that, um, you know, you use Google, whether it's the ads on the side, whether it's ranking, all of these different things uh, that people are using to just make sure that as people are surfing the web, they do become aware um, of certain businesses and services that people are offering out there. And for today, we are joined by Michelle Hira. She is the CEO of AdBot. And, uh, you know, it's an interesting uh, startup and interesting business uh, that they have going on there because uh, they actually use machine learning and uh, automation to create, um, you know, Google ads accounts and actually help set up um, ads for clients and they say all of that uh, can be done in less than 10 minutes so the discussion we're going to be having is just around um, how people are actually using Google you you think about some of these things and you you don't realize that in the background you know it takes an actual conscious effort uh, you know to make use of some of these things so that's the conversation that we're going to be having with Michelle Michelle, greetings to you today. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, uh, Mudiwa. Um, I believe you also are kind of like a bit of an um, expert yourself in marketing. So, yeah, let's see if we can answer some of your tough questions. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Uh, I think a good place for us to start would be just getting a sense of AdBot itself, right? To say, um, you know, what is, what is the technology? What is the platform? Right. And, you know, just a little bit of color, um, around the business itself. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, AdBot essentially, I think everybody has been talking about, um, artificial intelligence and automation. It's been a buzzword for a couple of years right now. And, and essentially, um, what it actually just means is um, just taking tasks that a lot of um, us as humans are doing at the moment within the advertising space and just automating that. We've seen in the past that things like, for example, programmatic media has been um, quite a, a big, let's call it a big hit in, in South Africa and is increasing uh, on day-to-day basis. And uh, programmatic advertising is is exactly that. It's it's making or automating things that humans were doing kind of like in the past, for example, placing ads in specific places that would reach the audience at the right time at the right place. Um, and essentially now we have automation and artificial intelligence to do that for us. Right. And it's a boring piece of job um, to do these kind of like task day to day tasks anyway. So who wants to do it? Um so, so essentially, um, using that logic or using that kind of like methodology of automation and uh, artificial intelligence, uh, AdBot essentially has used 
those tools and that technology to build out a advertising bot that can literally manage your Google AdWords uh, campaign for you, right? So what does that that mean? Um, so maybe I can just explain a little bit around what a campaign manager that does on a day-to-day basis that manages your Google campaign. So what they essentially do is they have to go in on a daily basis. They have to look at what keywords you've got in there. They have to look at what your ad copy is. Um, and then they have to allocate budgets against each one of those keywords and ad copy. And um, if you think about it, uh, Google's recently released a number that 15% of their searches is new, which means every day there's 15%, 15% of people looking for your product and service using different language, different words, different phrases. Um, so essentially, a campaign manager has to be on top of that all the time and try and make sure that you kind of benefit from uh, knowing what those keywords are and what that copy is and making sure your ad appears. Now, it sounds extremely complicated. It really isn't that complicated. It's just very cumbersome and time-consuming because you have to go in, you have to see what's happening, you have to move things around, you constantly have to use the Google interface, which is not always the most um, easy uh, uh, process or easy thing to do. So, so yeah, just using kind of like um, that thinking, uh, you can see that there's a lot of um, elements that um, the humans have been doing in the past that we can now automate and kind of like have that done by automation and artificial intelligence. So AdBots technology essentially helps small and medium-sized businesses advertise online um, by automating the campaign manager's day-to-day tasks. So in other words, it reduces uh, a huge amount of time. Uh, another feature or benefit is that you know longer have to um, pay somebody to do it for you uh, or you don't have to do it yourself anymore. These, our advertising bot actually does it for you. So, so yeah, so that's essentially what AdBot is. Um, it's just a platform that uses artificial intelligence uh, and automation to do the day-to-day management of your campaign management uh, and give you the results that you need. Now, before I, you know, come and, uh, you know, bring in all the conspiracy theories that usually are associated with, uh, you know, machine learning, artificial intelligence about how the machines are coming to take, uh, you know, our jobs and all of that stuff. Um, I wanted to maybe, maybe pull back a little bit, go back to the beginning to say that we take it for granted that businesses are using, you know, things like Google as a way, uh, um, to appear, you know, to the, you know, the 15% that you highlighted just now to say that you've got all of these, you know, new people, new language, uh, new sources of traffic that people are looking for this type of thing. But in South Africa, are small businesses actually even making use of Google? Before we even talk about effective use of something like Google ads and all of that, are they actually making use of, um, you know, uh, Google as a platform to get their, their brand out there and to just get people to know who they are and what they do? Yeah, I think it's a really important question to ask. And um, I think this is kind of one of the the problems that um, our business is looking to solve. Because if you think about it, small and medium-sized business owners only really have two choices if they want to advertise on Google. Number one, they have to either do it themselves or they have to pay somebody to do it for them. And we've done some studies that if you are doing Google AdWords yourself and you want to do it effectively, 
you really have to spend about 20 hours a week doing that um, campaign management. If you're a small, medium-sized business owner, you're very time-starved. There's no way you can spend 20 hours a week just focusing on uh, Google Ads, right? Uh, and also, you don't have the budgets to pay somebody to do it for you. Now, what that results in is the fact that a lot of these businesses just don't advertise on Google. But if you think about it, Google, um, I think it was in January 2021, Google um, had 91% of international search results, right? So, so they kind of like uh, were the search engine for 91% of searches happening in the entire world. And I think in South Africa, that is a little bit higher. It's about 98%. Um, Now, to be honest, if you look at those kind of like volumes of of numbers, if you are not on Google as a small and medium-sized business, you really really not, you know, you don't really exist to the online shopper. Um, Maybe I can use an analogy here is that, uh, remember the yellow pages, and I'm talking about the big yellow book that they dropped in your in your post box back in the 80s. Now, if you were a small business back then, um, you would make sure that you're in that book because if you're not in that book, you don't exist to people who are trying to look for your for your product or your service. And I think that Google now is our yellow pages, right? Um, and we need to be. We need as small and medium sized businesses. We need to be on this platform in order to. Uh, be visible uh, to our customers. And I find a lot of our customers, actually, when they they, they come to us, they say, uh, Michelle, I've built this amazing Shopify site and it's all done and I spent so much money and time and effort and there's no people coming. And I think, um, you know, when you kind of set off on this online journey, uh, you got to know that there's multiple parts to play. It's not just your website. It is making sure that you have the means to drive traffic to your website, that people can find you. And Google ads is the most effective way that people can do that. Mm -hmm. No, no, that's, uh, you know, certainly true. Uh, But, you know, one of the curiosities I've had, because uh, you you brought in this uh, example of the, of the yellow pages, right? And um, as, as businesses are thinking about their spend for ads, because like you said, you either spend the money by yourself, you know, going and, you know, doing campaigns or you pay someone else, you know, to do something like that on your behalf. Um, you know, to say that if you're not on Google, you know, then virtually for someone who is, uh, participating in the online world, your business, you know, generally doesn't exist. So the question then becomes, is it enough to sort of just invest in at least having a website at the very least that someone can actually search to say, you know, X, Y, Z and, you know, maybe your business pops up or, you know, do businesses actually have to take time to spend that extra money because all of it feeds into it, right? Because you need to have your website and you need to have your website in place, maybe your socials and all of that stuff, maybe your online store. And then because when you do an ad, you're not just saying hi, you know, you're actually pointing people towards a certain thing. My advice usually when I get that question from um, some of our clients is that uh, I I would rather spend all the money that I have driving people to the platforms that I have uh, available. So a lot of these businesses can set up a store on Facebook, on Instagram. I think half of Nigeria 
their online um, stores are all happening on, on Instagram. So I would advise small and medium sized businesses to rather drive traffic to the places where it's kind of currently working for them rather than to spend more money building out a website uh, and not have people coming uh, to that website. Um, so yeah, so that would be my advice. Like I've always believed like rather spend the money in the avenues that is going to bring you that traffic. And obviously if you have more people on your website, you have more opportunity for a sale. It's the same as when you kind of like look at it in a, in a real world environment. If you take a store out uh, randomly on the side of the road, nobody's going to stop there um, necessarily to visit you. But if you're part of a mall where people are going to walk past all the time, you know, you are going to be visible and you are going to have some traffic. And because you have traffic, you're going to have sales. So it's quite interesting. Like I think all of the the real world scenarios and principles apply to to the virtual space as well. So yeah, I'm not sure if that um, answers your question, but I would definitely say uh, the key here is to spend money on platforms that drive traffic to the platforms that you already have in place. And if you have extra cash, spend that on building out more platforms like a website or et cetera. All right. Now that certainly makes sense. And then I think now we can get into, you know, one of the questions that I'm pretty sure you do get a lot. Um, because small businesses face so much pressure and they'll probably be, you know, listening and, and, uh, you know, small business owner would be listening and being like, but Michelle, you know, how much is too much? How much is too little? So maybe you could give us a little bit of color just around, you know, how much SMEs are actually spending at the moment um, on things like Google ads and whether or not it's either ap- appropriate or whether it's effective uh, because, you know, I guess each rand goes further, you know, than, than the last. Or is there a certain point at which, you know, guys, the, the gap between, I don't know, 500 and 800 rand on a campaign is not really going to drive that much traffic, but the gap between two and 400 is really going to get you like a big jump, maybe giving us some color just around that aspect of how much are people spending and is it enough at the moment? Is it appropriate? So you're absolutely right. It's definitely one of the questions we always get. Um, so, so when we, when we sign up somebody, they go, how much must I spend? Um, and it, it is actually quite, uh, quite a complex, but also quite an easy answer. Um, uh, and, uh, and in order to kind of like uh, explain that, I think I just want to take a couple of steps back, um, and, talk maybe a, a, about this automation and this what automation actually brings to the market, right? Um, so in our current environment, like we've mentioned before, if you're a, a small, medium-sized business owner, you have to either do it yourself, spend a lot of time, or you have to pay somebody to do Google Ads for you. Um, if you think about like corporates with big budgets, they've got all the budgets in the world to spend on people to do the jobs for them. Right. And I think that that is a really unfair kind of like playing field because the small and medium sized businesses, they don't have the money in order to pay somebody to do it for them. Um, So essentially there's no point of entry for them into this Google kind of like market space, but what automation actually allows uh, and the opportunity that it creates for small and medium-sized businesses is that they now have access and not just access, 
But I mean, like with an advertising bot, you're not paying for human hours, right? You're paying uh, just for when somebody clicks on your ad. So you're paying for uh, performance and you're paying for results. Um, so what that actually allows you to do is you're allowed, well, as a small business owner, you can step into the space uh, of Google advertising um, where you use an advertising bot that saves you uh, a lot of money. Um, but also because the bot is kind of like working with Google's bot, so it's bot against bot and not man against machine, it's almost 100% more effective than a human. So for the first time in a very long time, um, it's really giving the small and medium-sized uh, businesses an opportunity to participate in this Google kind of like competition of um, advertising. So advertising is obviously uh, in the Google sense, um, talks about bidding and all sorts. So it gives the small and medium-sized business an opportunity to participate in that market, right? So the first thing that I want to do, kind of like just explain to you is the fact that previously, before automation and artificial intelligence and these advertising bots, the small and medium-sized business owners had this big kind of like pay point and they just couldn't compete. They can now compete and they can compete for as much as they can afford, to be honest with you. Um, and I'll tell you why is because I've explained like a bot is a hundred percent more effective than, than a human. So even if you're spending like 500 rand a month on Google advertising, uh, we'll be able to give you the result for that 500 rand a month that you're spending. So ultimately just make sure that you're on the platform and make sure that you're on the platform on a consistent basis. And whatever means that is, whatever that budget allows, it could be 500 rand a month. It could be, we have some clients that are spending 50,000 rand a month. So my answer to your question is how much do we need to spend? It's literally how much can you afford to be on there consistently for an extended period of time? And you can start with 500 rand or 5,000 rand if you wanted to. Um, I think maybe one of the things that might then help um, us to maybe crystallize everything because um, it certainly does sound like there is no one size one size fits all. And um, you know, to your earlier point, to say that if you take advantage of the different tools, right? Um, you guys are trying to help people to maximize, you know, um, whatever they spend on you, know, trying to help them to maximize and get the most out of, I guess, each rand spent. Uh, but I think in terms of, uh, just, you know, driving that practicality, um, maybe you could shed some color just around when, when I pay 500 rand, uh, for example, uh, 500 rand for, for Google ad, for Google ads and all of that stuff. What is it actually getting me? Is it, uh, is it promising that, you know, uh, I'm going to get like a thousand people to click on my website and, you know, all of that stuff? Or is it saying that, um, you know, I'm going to, you know, rank in those little ads that pop up on the right of Google? Like, what is it actually getting me? And in that as well, how does our spend in South Africa compare to other parts of the world? So I think um, to answer the first question, right, um, what are you buying? Essentially, in, in Google Ads, you're, you're buying a percentage or a slice of the market available uh, online, right? And it sounds quite weird, but how Google has kind of like worked it out and how they sell their advertising is based on these algorithms that work out supply and demand, and give you a value for the market size that you can advertise in. 
And essentially what you do is you actually buying a slice of that market share online. Um, does that make sense so far? Because yeah, it's it really does. complex to explain. <laughs> I can see. I can see if only people could see the pains at which I can see she's trying to take this huge thing and funnel it down as much as yeah, possible. Yeah, exactly. Using- <laughs> <laughs> With the hand signals. Yeah. Um, so, so, um, we've actually, it's so complex to explain. We've just decided we're not going to explain it on our website. We're actually just going to show it in a graph. So we've, we've got like a line and, um, that line represents your market share that you're buying from Google and what you're purchasing is a percentage of that. So some people who are, uh, have a bit more budget will buy a bigger kind of like a percentage share and some that have smaller budgets will have smaller percentage shares. Um, so, so essentially with Google, you're buying a percentage share, right? And it's so difficult because it's like out there. It's not something tangible. It's not a, a ad in a magazine that you can have a look at. It's, uh, it really is, um, a little bit, um, you know, difficult to kind of wrap your head around. Um, so yeah, so that's what you, what you're purchasing. You're buying a percentage market share. Uh, within your industry selling your product uh, and services. Now, remember, um, within Google, you don't just have to sell to the entire South Africa. Uh, you can go. I have the best cook sisters in Fredoak. I'll use the suburb that I know. Uh, in Fredoak. And in Fredoak, in these couple of streets, I'm going to advertise that I have the best cook sisters over there. And that, that market share, the chances of somebody else selling cook sisters in those three streets is quite small. So what I do by reducing my area size, uh, I re- I increase the, the kind of like marketing share because I'm, um, getting rid of, I'm not competing against competitors that are maybe more competitors that are in other uh, parts of our country. So there's ways of kind of like working around it to, to make sure your market share is, um, is good and, and works for your budget. So that's why I'm saying, like, I think the key thing is just to make sure that you are on Google advertising, how much you spend at this point is not, not that relevant. Uh, just make sure that you're on there. Okay. So what was your second, what was your second question again, Mudiwa? Uh, before, before I actually get that, you know, to that, oh, one, sure. you know, I just decided, okay, let me see if I'm understanding this, um, you know, correctly. So you're saying that, you know, for my 500, I'm a small business, you know, I'm selling the greatest cook sisters in the world. And, um, mm. you know, I say, I, I come and I say, you know, Michelle, I want to spend 500 rand, you know, on advertising. So you're saying that for the f- 500 rand, uh, basically a person is, uh, trying to buy a sh- share of um, a share of the market of people that are searching for the greatest cook sisters in the world right but you know the size of my market can you know uh, i guess be refined you know depending on you know where i am etc so if i decide that you know cook sisters in south africa then i'm essentially for my 500 rand probably buying like a tiny little slice of the whole south africa pie but if i decide that i'm going to you know just cordon off you know small geographic location maybe one or two kilometer radius from where my little store is then it means um it translates to a much bigger piece of the pie because the chances of 
you know, uh, the chances of other people also selling the greatest cook sisters in the world, uh, are reduced because I'm probably maybe one, if not uh, one of maybe two or three, if not the only person who's doing that in a particular, um, area. Uh, and I'm sure that's just one of the ways that a person could probably, you know, work to, to, to refine that type of thing. Spot on. Absolutely. That's exactly it. As a matter of fact, I think you explained it better than me. <laughs> no, no, no. But you see, you, 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 you're, you're distilling the information. Um, I think the second piece was just about, uh, you know, when we then compare, um, so the way that, uh, um, South Africans spend on things like advertising. How does that compare, um, you know, to other parts of the, you know, to other parts of the world? And is it really like, a is it really about the rants or is it about how, you know, people are using, you know, Google ads? Yeah. So I think uh, corporations um, uh, and the big spenders on Google advertising, they kind of always going to be there and they're going to be quite the same um, from a spending perspective. Um, and I think that IAB on a yearly basis, they do a report uh, on what the spend is um, in South Africa from the global market. But to be honest with you, when it comes to small and medium sized businesses um, here in South Africa, they have exactly the same pain point in Nigeria and the U S uh, all over the world. Uh, it's not, it's not a, it's not a unique case to South Africa because if you think about it, the guys in the States or Nigeria, they also don't have time to spend 20 hours a week in trying to get their Google's ads together and they don't have the money to pay somebody to do it for them. So they all kind of like fall in the same box. Um, I had a meeting, um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, with discussions around only 5% of all the smaller, medium sized businesses out there. Um, in the world, only 5% can afford somebody to do their Google ads for them, which means all the others, the rest of the world is all in the same boat. And I think uh, it kind of translates to the same thing is that people are just not spending on Google, um, which is a real, real kind of like loss because number one, we're giving the bigger guys the dominance of that space. Um, and number two, it's like the most cost-effective and the best way uh, to get people to your site. So um, maybe I can kind of like just insert here um, the reason why Google ads are a, a lot more efficient for a small, medium, or for small and medium-sized business owner than something like Facebook, for example. Um, so Facebook is a, a, a lot of kind of like marketers term it like an awareness um, space. And the reason being is like I, I refer to it as a lean back uh, media channel. And what that means is like, just notice your body language when you're going through Facebook, right? You're more often than not leaning back in a chair, leaning back on your couch while the TV's playing. There's always two screens these days uh, and you're scrolling. So there's no intent and there's no um, effort that you want something. You're literally just scrolling through. So for us, we call that lean back or my terminology. Um, but Google is actually like a lean forward channel, Right. Um, so what does that mean? So if somebody is searching for something on Google, uh, again, look at the body language. Even if they're on their phone, they're slightly kind of like leaning forward and they're actively searching with a lot of intent, uh, intent of purchasing uh, on that uh, on that phone or on that search. So <clears throat> when you're when you're putting ads for your business on lead back channels, you're kind of like working on 
building awareness, building trust, and making sure that your customer sees you on an ongoing basis. But that's a very long-term fulfillment uh, from a marketing um, perspective. So if you have an objective that you want to build your brand, you're going to do kind of like um, Facebook advertising. If you want people to buy your products, you're going to focus a lot of your spend and a lot of your efforts on your lean forward channels. And those are directories and Google advertising specifically. Um, so as we are sort of uh, drawing to a close, uh, Michelle, I wanted to maybe take a moment to focus on, um, you know, AdBot itself as a, you know, as a business. I understand um, you guys actually raised some funding recently. Uh, maybe you could take us through um, your funding journey because, you know, as startups, Etc. That tends to be like a like a big issue, and uh, for us as uh, you know, Business Day Spotlight, you know, we're always very interested to understand, you know, uh, you know, the business itself because it sounds like you guys have an interesting platform, you know. But it would be interesting to also gauge how investors, uh, how investor interest um, has also come through. Um, yeah, it's a it's an interesting journey. It's also a very long journey. Um. I mean, every small business owner knows if they're on the, on the fundraising um, path, it's a lot of meetings that you set up. It's a lot of pitch presentations that you deliver. It's a lot of wondering. It's a lot of backwards and forwards. Um, we were lucky enough that one of our first um, presentations we did was with a company called Enigma Ventures. Um, really amazing organization and doing some really great work in Africa. Um, not just for women-led organizations, but for the economy as a whole and small, medium-sized businesses. So um, we really kind of like, and, and specifically myself, I really enjoyed um, the connection then. And I really kind of loved the way that they approached um, this pitch process because it can be quite soul-destroying for um, a business owner going from pitch to pitch to pitch uh, not hearing back, constantly being rejected. Um, you know, it's a, it's almost, it's like sales, I suppose. Um, so, so yeah, what you, what's, what we decided, um, in the beginning is to not just focus on kind of like the pitch process, but also to almost like approach it like speed dating and see who, who are the guys that kind of fit culturally really well with us, uh, who we get along with, who we have, um, great discussions with, challenges with. Um, yeah, and, and and we felt that that was um, the guys from Enigma. Um, and I think our journey started in February. Um, and, you know, it's been kind of like backwards and forwards. And we had to prove quite a lot. You had to prove that this, this is really a product that solves a problem for small and medium-sized businesses, um, uh, which it did. Otherwise, they wouldn't have invested. Uh, and you also have to make sure that kind of like all your numbers are speaking, um, to, to the finances, you know, um, are you really kind of delivering on, on what it is that you're saying you're delivering on, uh, from a financial perspective? Um, yeah. And then, uh, you get into the lawyer negotiations, which also takes kind of like quite a lot of backwards and forwards. Um, but yeah, from just a, a lot of grit and, negotiations and discussions and understanding and I suppose just being open to other people's opinions and contributions has got us to a point where we've finally signed and I believe we've we signed with out of the lot of investors that we've chatted with the best 
the best investor for us at this phase of our business. I think it's really important when you go through your funding raise uh, cycle, you have to realize where you are as a business. If you kind of undervalue yourself or overvalue yourself, I think, um, you know, you're going to miss the mark uh, quite a bit. But if you're kind of honest with yourself and you understand exactly where you are in this process, are you in seed? Are you series A? Are you series B? Are you pre-seed? And when you know where you are in that phase, like you can uh, probably behave and engage in kind of different conversations that will probably open a lot of, a lot more doors uh, than trying to be something that you're not. Uh, personally, that was one of the big things that I realized. Uh, perhaps that can actually help us, um, you know, to end off the conversation on a last point, um, you know, from you is, you know, um, at the moment, uh, you know, where are you guys on that, um, you know, on that journey? Is it pre-seed? Is it, um, you know, series A? Where are you guys on that? And at the moment, what do you find yourself actually um, spending money on? Is it the platform we need to build this thing? Is it people? Is it? Yeah. So, um I am super excited to say that our platform is amazingly solid. Um, I'm one of those um, control freaks that uh, can't just go live with something that's half half okay and we'll make it work, you know, fake it until you make it. Our platform is really, really super solid. What we're going to do with the funding is mainly create awareness um, of the product. I think every single SMME in South Africa has to be on Google and we understand the challenges and we really want to support them in getting them on Google and getting them a fair chance against these corporates um, and, and growing their businesses, right? Um, so yeah, so we're going to spend almost all of the money, uh, on creating awareness and marketing, uh, and we are spending the money on our own platform and it's, we've seen some really amazing results. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's mainly where, where our focus is going to be. And we're going to grow, um, South Africa, uh, the African market. Uh, we've got some really great clients in Zambia. Um, we're looking at a deal at the moment with big telco in, um, Nigeria. So hopefully that lands soon. Um, yeah. And that's, that's mainly it. It's just one step at a time to build this organization that can support small and medium sized businesses, uh, to get their names out there and be visible, uh, within the virtual space. I mean, we're not going to go back after COVID. Um, we are in an online world and it's just going to escalate from there. And we want to be on the journey with these small and medium sized businesses going forward. So that's been it, uh, talking to, uh, Michelle Hera, who is the CEO of AdBot. And, uh, they are a startup, a company that is, um, specializing in using, uh, machine learning, um, and automation to help people, uh, to create, uh, you know, Google ads and actually help them, um, uh, to, to, to set up campaigns, um, ad- advocating for, uh, companies, especially small businesses to make use of something like Google. Google because um, it somehow, you know, helps to at least level some of the playing field um, when uh, compared to, you know, some of the large corporates that are constantly spending money um, in terms of uh, getting their brands, their products and services out there. Uh, talking about the fact that um, there are a lot of different ways that businesses can make use of a platform like Google uh, to get their brand noticed, uh, to get their brand known about, but more importantly, uh, to actually get their 
their brand visible uh, simply because in this day and age she uses the example of the yellow pages to say that once upon a time if your business was not in the yellow pages it was almost uh, considered to be non-existent especially um, given how much of a reference it, a reference point it was back in the day uh, but now uh, people are constantly searching on Google for you know all manner of things and if you can uh, work to you know make sure that people actually get to know about you uh, from that then it certainly works um, to your advantage and then just talking about the fact that um, you know compared you know one of the things that I liked that she mentioned was uh, um, she has her own terminology and I think it works you know it works very well uh, talking about uh, how Google is is almost like a like a lean forward uh, platform because you're literally actively searching for something uh, versus Facebook which is an awareness type of platform or a lean back type of platform because usually you're sort of just scrolling and if you happen to come across something interesting you know then you take note and then you move forward from there. But Google, on the other hand, is usually an active process uh, on the type of uh, from the people that are actually going out to search. So very interesting to see, and uh, I, I think this is definitely going to be a business uh, that uh, we're going to keep an eye on. I think the next coming year is going to be very interesting from them. Uh, they've recently raised some funding. She was talking to us about um, their relationship with uh, Enigma Ventures. Uh, they recently signed um, the main mission is getting the word out there and also just improving the platform michelle thank you so much for being with us today awesome thank you so much for the opportunity and uh, we're looking forward to seeing all those smes out there on adbot.co.za today this is mudiwa's take very interesting conversation with uh, Michelle from AdBot. And I think it's looking like execution-wise, if they do it well, uh, this could be a platform, you know, to look out for because uh, they recently, as, as we're talking about, uh, they had a capital raise um, and they raised about 7 million rand uh, from Enigma Ventures. So they've got, uh, they've got that financial backing. And as she said, getting the word out there, building the platform, etc. But if someone like Enigma Ventures is actually seeing the potential um, in something like this um, and actually giving over the money, then it also, you know, speaks to um, the interest that investors are already showing um, in a platform like this. And especially if they're able to, you know, then grow and I guess suss out that revenue model, you know, things will be great. The one challenge that can be anticipated, and I guess this is a factor or a function of um, the economy in South Africa is simply that um, SMEs tend to have so much pressure um, on, you know, cash reserves, balances, etc. already, you know, that trying to convince them to spend money on things like Google advertising, that's likely to be the hurdle. Though that investment would likely help a lot of those businesses, you know, to generate even more money um, and actually make back the amount that spent on things like Google ads, actually getting over that hurdle of um, of people um, looking at something like Google and actually explaining to them to say that this is something um, that works, um, that piece will likely continue to be um, to be an issue. 
What will also be interesting is just to see how many businesses or clients uh, does a business like uh, like AdBot need, uh, you know, to reach critical mass, especially in a country like South Africa, um, where we speak about, I think, the last numbers I saw, maybe 1.5 or so million, uh, 1.5 million to 2 million small businesses in South Africa. You know, how many of those businesses do they need, you know, to reach the scale to create a sustainable revenue model and she's also talking about an Africa expansion as well right with clients you know from Nigeria etc if they can get clients from some of the big hotspots such as um, Kenya in East Africa you've got Nigeria in West Africa together with Ghana uh, you know places like um, Egypt um, you know you could really uh, do something great there you know what does it mean uh, for them to reach the the scale that they need would they purely need uh, people from the local market like a big number from um, of people locally in South Africa or could they do well if they then expand um, into other countries like what is that um, going to be looking like so very interested to see um, where all of this is going to go and it's one of those things that if small businesses can get behind it then as an ecosystem it could be a big um, you know driver in terms of you know driving sales, uh, but at the same time, getting more businesses into this digital world of uh, business and commerce. And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight which is a multimedia live production. So for myself and the rest of the team, it is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.